and welcome back to another episode of Joypad Podcast. It is currently a Friday night as we record this because uh, we have to change the nights we record a lot. It's mostly because of me and everyone's need for um, chicken in their lives. And if there's demand for chicken, I must meet it. That is my life. I'm the chicken man, Michael Pinto. <laughs> With me are my co-hosts, Michael Fleming, Tom, and Megan. Did did you have a question, Fleming? No, I just I just liked the I, I just I, you sound like the Colonel. That's all I can go with. I'm not I'm not Southern enough. I'm also not white enough. You can be Anyways. the lieutenant. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's an episode of Joypad. I'm the topic boy tonight, which means that I am introducing things, but then I will pass it off to someone else. Before it comes back around to me, let's go clockwise in my Skype screen. Mr. Michael Fleming, what are you drinking? What have you been playing? How are you feeling? And anything else you want to mention? Well, I am drinking water, and I also have a little bit of Dr. Pepper left that uh, Sheets so wonderfully provided me for anyone not from Pennsylvania. I I don't want to interrupt you, but a bad thing happened in my life this week. Sheets doesn't carry NOS anymore, and I'm so upset. Oh, no. Oh. NOS is gross. No, NOS is my favorite energy drink. It's my favorite. I got Red Bull, and I was so sad. uh, Red Bull is also bad. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) They they have a uh, three for five dollar app sampler deal going on. And Amy, my wife, is not feeling well. So I said to her, do you want me to pick you up some squeaky cheese? Which, if you don't know squeaky cheese, it's the Wisconsin cheese bites, the little tiny balls of cheese that squeak when you eat them. And she really wanted them. So stopped and got those. (laughs) Any questions about squeaky cheese really quick? Squeaky cheese is just adorable. (laughs) Yep. She's like, it squeaks in my mouth. It's the funniest it, thing. it definitely does. I mean, we get they make the same thing at Chili's, and we, yeah, we love yeah. it. I mean, it has that delicious little spiciness on the outside. So mm-hmm. good. But yeah, yeah, oh, it squeaks. It's squeaky cheese. This is yeah, incredible. And I found out that it was three for five uh, dollar sampler things. So I was like, oh, you got to go. And I picked her up that, so I got myself a little something, too. And otherwise, how I'm doing, I am very tired as well, Pinto. Uh, I have been working on renovating my house, basically. So we have, I've been at Lowe's like every night for the past week, picking up a few more things. And we start tomorrow morning actually painting. And for you, because I told the other two, but you know my house. It is the primary color that's throughout the whole house is being redone into more of a gray color um, before our hardwood floors go in. So it's a lot of work. Um so very very tired. Where are the hardware floors, hardwood floors going in? You're not changing the living room, are you? Where I lay down every time I'm at your house <laughs> on the floor. I am sorry, sir. We are changing the hole downstairs. Oh, it's not going to be as comfortable when I eat too much food and want to sleep. We still have the couch. You can fall asleep like some of our other friends have. You're ruining tradition. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah! It's not my choice. Anyway, let's get off me before I keep going on about my life. Uh, Tom, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Hopefully it is not Nas because it's gross. And uh, yeah. It's not gross. What are you playing? Oh, I totally miss what I'm playing. Holy <laughs> tell, tell us what you're playing first and then I'll, then I'll talk. Really quickly. I am playing Battlefield 1. I got it for 10 bucks on Steam. Nice. And I wanted to play it because it's supposed to be based on World War One. It feels like World War Two with 
a World War One skin. The machine guns are way overpowered. People just run around <laughs> carrying Lewis guns. For anyone that knows anything about World War One, you could not even run with the Lewis gun. They weigh too much. Don't they have Garands and bulky in the game? Um, they do. Yeah. So it seems like um, I've only like I played the campaign, which was like six hours, and then I played a little bit of multiplayer and. Um, they do have most of the classes you can play use more sniper, you know, single shot bolt action rifles, but the assault, I think it is, I play as medic mostly, but the assaults get machine guns, which like, I'm okay with a couple machine guns here and there. Um, especially if they're more stationary, but no, these people are running around with like all kinds of automatic guns and like, it feels very counter-strike, uh, source. So like you just keep running without stopping and spraying and you get kills. And if you're using a single shot, shot uh, bolt action rifle, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, so don't know how long I'll play that. I really just wanted to play the campaign because I had watched some of it, but I hadn't played it. And I was like, eh, 10 bucks for like a six, seven hour campaign. I'll do it. Anyway, Tom, what are you playing, drinking? How you feeling? I'm doing pretty good tonight. I'm drinking uh, the Superior Energy Drink, Bang <laughs> Energy Drink, uh, Blue Raz, which I... Uh, always seems to do the trick for me, energy-wise, and I think the taste is quite a bit better than Nas and or uh, Red Bull. Though I like Monster, too, so Pinto. They gotta have Monster, come on. Get, get a job, Monster. Get your life I together. used to be a Monster Boy, but I, I prefer Nas. What's, is mm. the orange cream skull that you usually drink also Bang, or is that Rain? I always that forget. That one is rain. I don't think Bang makes a uh, orange cream skull, as far as I'm aware. If this they is did, the energy drink podcast. Drink yeah, <laughs> listen. Um, I, the idea of the topic of of drinks was to share the different beers because we enjoy a myriad of <laughs> different and wonderful beers. I almost never have beer anymore because yeah, I'm it's been a long tired. time since I've had a beer too. <laughs> I, I've also not been in like a great emotional state because of the state of the world and alcohol doesn't help with that. So <laughs> energy drinks are where I'm at. I um I would have had one tonight, but I just kind of forgot to grab one before we started. So it became just a Dr. Pepper night. It's That's just, okay. Hey, he's a doctor. Yeah. Um, and he's he's a real doctor i'm like mr bob oh mr pip doctor mr pip excuse me i don't even think that's a real name no it's not but that is a delicious drink mr pip anyway had, i haven't had pip sponsor for... us <laughs> <laughs> whichever one of you decides to give us money we will tell the world is better anyway um i have not been playing well i was gonna say i haven't been playing too much no i've been playing a lot of stardew valley like a lot a lot a lot like i own ginger island and i'm financial mogul and come come buy my wares i will sell them to you and make artisan <laughs> goods mostly ipas um so awesome farm brand ipa now on your grocery shelves um i've been having a lot of fun um there's a lot to work through and discover in the latest update and I'm still working my way through um, getting a lot of that updated, but I don't want to spoil too much, but I, I really like it. So um, that's been fun. And I picked up Madden again, <laughs> um, just for like something to do. Like I started a new game, like a new franchise, and I always like to just like trade people around and, and just kind of shuffle the deck a little bit. So Sam Darnold, Bears QB, throwing to uh, Chris Godwin as the number one wide receiver. And I picked up Miles Jack from the Jaguars after doing my 
signature move of signing Colin Kaepernick off of free agency and then trading him to a team for a good pick or player because I already have a QB that I want to use. So yeah, that's that's uh that's been my gaming recently. And also, I forget if I told you guys, but I built like a couch gaming rig. Oh, so what? we <laughs> so we have a um we have a gaming laptop that's several years old now because I bought it when we still lived in PA. My wife bought it while we still lived in PA. But I have a rolling cart that I bought a monitor and monitor arm for. So that's connected to that. And then I have a Red Dragon, which is some sort of like Amazon gaming brand. Makes like a half a keyboard that you can use as kind of like a left hand thing. And then I have a mouse so I can play Stardew Valley on <laughs> without having a full keyboard sitting in my lap. Um, from your couch. From my couch. Can you please share photos of this? Oh, I'm sure I can. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's And hey, my couch has a massage setting on it too. Oh, so I God. get a massage while I'm playing Stardew Valley. And I, I've got that's this why, That's probably more why you're playing it than, you know, the fact that it's Stardew Valley. <laughs> it sounds super comfortable. Generally speaking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I will stop there. Uh, Megan. How are you doing? What are you drinking? And what games have you been playing? I'm I'm just so sad. Uh, it's Friday night and Christy was working late. So I wanted to like treat myself to something I haven't had in a little bit. And I thought, hey, why not go to Popeye's? Because I love Popeye's. And I drove all the way to Popeye's yeah. and they weren't accepting cash. Or they weren't accepting cards. They were only accepting cash. I'm sorry. Um, which I never carry cash on me because pocket oh. inequality is a thing and I just carry a card holder, so I never have cash. And then I just, I didn't want to drive all the way to the bank. It's like 15 minutes from Popeye's. So I'm like, I'll go to Burger King. It's on the way home. I'll get Burger King. They weren't taking cards either. And it was just place after place that wasn't taking cards. And I was devastated. So I just went home and I had some sad Elba pasta uh, with some jarred sauce, <laughs> and that was my night. I'm I'm so sorry, Megan. No one should ever be terrible. denied delicious Popeyes just... on the basis of uh, a money form that no one uses anymore. Like I don't, I never carry cash, and my parents are always like, "You should carry cash," and I just don't like it. I don't see the point. Everything is on a card. Everything, whatever. Um, so for my beverage, Dave Ramsey would be upset with you. <laughs> here's here's as much cash as I have in my wallet for four American dollars um, that I, 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 yeah, I carry that on myself because I must have gotten it as change for something at some point and I never ever use cash so I just have four dollars yeah. floating around yeah. that won't buy me Popeyes that doesn't help anyone no. so instead of uh, some sweet 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 lemonade from Popeyes I have a soda from Wendy's that Christy picked up for me on her way home from work. Um, So that's my beverage, and uh, I'll just, you know, wallow. Uh, But anyway, that's how I'm doing. Uh, As for what I'm playing, I I started Little Hope with Pinto the other night. Uh, That should be up on the YouTubes at some point in time. Um, If you guys aren't familiar, it's part of the Dark Picture Anthology, uh, which is from Supermassive. They did Until Dawn. They also did uh, the Little Big Planet games, which I had no idea about until like just recently. Um, But yeah, that's fun. And uh, I picked up uh, Breathage for uh, through Steam for the PC. 
Um, I don't know if you guys have seen anything about it, but it's plugged as no. uh, an ironic uh, space space survival game. Um, it's super silly. Like the humor is very tongue in cheek. Uh, it's almost like Subnautica meets space. Um, so you're like taking your grandfather somewhere in a coffin in outer space to like deliver his body somewhere. Uh, and you get caught up in like some kind of explosion. So I don't know if it's a terrorist attack or whatever, uh, but you're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's just, it's silly. Like it's not serious at all. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I like it. So. Is it an ironic explosion? <laughs> uh, I don't know yet. I think when I find the cause, we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, but I, I definitely recommend it. It's on sale right now as part of its, um, like, release deal. Um, but look into it. I'm enjoying it. I just finished uh, Chapter 1 last night, so I'm looking forward to playing some more of it. Uh, but that's about it for me. Uh, Mr. Pinto, other than being a sleepy, sleepy, tired uh, chicken boy, um, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And uh, what have you been playing? And what are we talking I'm about? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm currently drinking some uh, pineapple juice, which I find to be the superior juice. Although I had um, some fried food for dinner, so it's hurting my mouth a little bit every time I drink it. <laughs> but uh, it hurts so good. Is that, should we invent a challenge that's like the Captain Crunch and Pineapple Juice challenge and you just have to eat like three Ooh. dry bowls of Captain Crunch cereal and then drink pineapple juice? I'd do it. I'm down. Oh. I like Captain Crunch and I like pineapple juice. Let's the do it. The pain will be real though, let's be honest. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure. <laughs> we have discussed my exhaustion levels and my smelling like chicken levels. Um, I showered. I don't smell like chicken. It's fine. Uh, as for what I've been playing... I've mostly been, well, I haven't played much, but I, I started to play um, vi Visage, 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 how's it pronounced, Megan? Uh, any of those three, I think. Oh, good Visage. <laughs> Visage, yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, a, a spooky, like, puzzle game, survival horror game. Uh, it's very slow. Yeah, it is. And it's also first person, so I started to feel a little barfy when I played it for like an hour. And I achieved very little in that game because you have to explore so much and you move Everything. very slowly. Uh, I did get killed by a little ghost girl and it scared me quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really all I've been playing. I haven't had too much time for games. Uh, I would like to say, as I informed my fellow hosts right before we started this podcast, I ordered my Nintendo Switch with my Huzzah. sweet, sweet tax return because America. Yeah! So, next week, I will be uh, playing Mario games, which, God, it's been so long since I've, like, <laughs> owned a Nintendo console, like a current-gen Nintendo console, and played Mario games. The last Nintendo console I owned was a GameCube. So, wow. Wow, you're going uh, back. Yeah, my, uh, my sister had a Wii and yeah. I, I thought about buying a Wii U for a while, but I was like, you know, uh, by the time I really thought about miss. it, the You're Switch, <laughs> yeah, the Switch had come out. So I was like, I will get a Switch one day, and soon, soon, my friends. <laughs> oh, that feeling of, I mean, we that feeling of opening a new electronic, like yeah. right when you get it, is just the best. Yeah. Like especially you, you pull the little like 
you do the peel I'll... also coincidentally we're we're coming up very rapidly on our one year anniversary uh, of the podcast but one of the very first things we talked about was how Nintendo games are just very fun and, you know, I've been a PlayStation boy for so long that I I long for just some good old fun. And I'm so excited to get a Switch. Yeah. I'm excited awesome. for you. I mean, you've talked about some of the games that you want to get or are getting. And it's going to be a really fun time. Have you considered getting um, Harvest Moon? Because they're still updating that game. Uh, There's a new yeah. one coming out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, it's a, it's a long list. What I'm going to get when I get my Switch is it's bundled with Mario Kart 8, and I purchased uh, Super Mario Maker 2, but there's a, a long list of games that I plan on getting. Yeah, Mario Odyssey. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Breath Super of the Smash. Wild, Smash. Breath of the Wild. Pokemon <laughs> games, yeah. it The list goes on, but um, as we've discussed, Nintendo games don't drop in price, so yeah, they don't, I will, I will pick really. those up over time. Over the course of several months. So to reach into our topic for this week, I wanted to talk about unique things in games. And they could be mechanics or they could be, well, I guess mostly mechanics, but mechanics, mini games, just kind of things that you've experienced in maybe one game or a series of games that you really enjoyed that you wish would make it into other games. So I spoke about how I was playing Visage earlier, Visage. I just, I, it always sounds wrong to me no matter how I say it. But anyways, <laughs> um, in that game, there is a sanity level. And that's something that's been in a couple of survival horror games, but it's a mechanic that I've always really enjoyed. So it was in this game, Amnesia the Dark Descent, of course, had a sanity level. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, what's the game, Megan? I always forget. Eternal uh, Darkness. Sanity Eternal Darkness. Thank you. I think that was like the first one to do it. Yeah. And it's always been an interesting mechanic to me because when your sanity level drops, things start happening mm -hmm. that just kind of change the entire feeling of the game. In Visage, Visage, whatever... When my sanity level started to drop, I would start seeing ghosts and things in the corner of the screen where when you would turn to look at them, they were gone. Kind of like, you know, yeah. when you're spooked in real life as a person, you start to see things. And that's what the game that Megan said, whose name I already forgot, <laughs> um, that game would also do that too, where the game would like blue screen on you. Yeah. Or like your character would just, their head would fall off while you were walking around. Yep. Yeah. You'd walk into a room and like your limbs would fall off or cockroaches would crawl around or it would delete your save file. Yeah. And in um, Amnesia, there would be like bugs crawling across the screen mm -hmm. and things like that. It's just a mechanic that I think is really unique that I wish more games would utilize. It was in the, it was in the forest. Um, there was a sanity, but... I never, maybe my sanity never got low enough, but oh, I no, never we, saw we were, we were always up above like 90% yeah. sanity, I think. Yeah, I don't know what happens in that game if your sanity gets low. Like, I just never mm -hmm. looked into it. Um, True. But yeah, it's speaking of Amnesia, that was the game that I was thinking of when you mentioned it. Um, I I love the, the new thing I'm seeing a lot in horror games is that uh, the way it plays with the lighting. In 
past times it was like they would make it kind of darker but you still could kind of see like the whole room but now it's like as you get closer and closer it becomes more like blue and it like plays with like the way the lighting's working and i i really appreciate games that have been trying to explore that dynamic of like the actual human eye like okay you can't see down the hallway but as you get closer and closer you're able to see more and more detail you know your eyes picking up more um so i really like that you know the idea of just walking down like a hallway or getting closer to a wall to investigate and then it starts to like light it up in that kind of blue um tone and i know in amnesia that was something that was really cool especially when that game came out you know what nine years or so ago now maybe yeah. 10 something like that i think pt uh did a really good job <clears throat> with lighting too as you like went through the same area over and over again you know they would add that that creepy red lighting when you would get to the the foyer or mm-hmm. you know it would be pitch black or everything was super bright and oversaturated um I... or green mm-hmm. there was also green what is it with red lighting being so creepy like you know, even in, like, IRL, like, outside of games, you're just, like, in a dark room, yeah. but the only thing lit is, like, that exit sign or something. It's like, why is this so spooky? That should be, like, almost a, you know, oh, I can get out this way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because red is, like, associated with emergency lighting. So, like, Maybe. something yeah. would be... Thanks, Tom. Something <laughs> would be red. I guess the idea is that... If something is red, it means something has gone wrong because red is also like the danger zone in like your mm-hmm. car. If if something's in the red, there's something wrong with your car. I don't know. It's a weird association. Yeah. For for those of you on the audio podcast, I have RGB <laughs> lighting in my office and I just turned it to red. <laughs> it's almost like movie tricks, right? In that yeah. situation. I think horror uh, is probably the biggest genre of video game to benefit from using a lot of the same sort of cinematographic that's the word or just cinema tricks that are being used in a similar genre because they all play the same psychological game Mm -hmm. of of trying to mess with you (laughs) and like if you really want to break it down uh, you know to color theory colors represent things in movies like red you have anger um, different things like that associated with you know rage desire um, things you know like that 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 can go along with it so I don't know fancy fancy smanchy um mechanics that i really like and i i I wish i i could see more of it uh i would go back to the fable series with the whole uh morality based gameplay where depending depending on your play style it would affect how your character would look um so if you did a lot of good deeds and spent a lot of time you know outside during the day your skin would be darker and more tan and you would start to develop a halo um whereas if you were you know a creep and stole from people and went out at night you were very pale looking had dark eyes you would start to develop horns um i think infamous did it a little bit too in the earlier mm-hmm. games um i don't mass effect 2 did that did too um yeah where you started with these kind of cracks in your skin from being reconstructed after dying spoilers <laughs> and if you the the more good you were the more the cracks would naturally go away and your skin would heal over and the more like there's a, 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 I think it's called, it's something Renegade, like Renegade's the bad one. So like the more Renegade you were, the more cracks would start to show. But I think you could buy like a, a surgery at some point that would just like get rid of them if you wanted to get rid of them. But it was pretty expensive. Um, and then another uh, 
another Bioware title. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic had a mm. similar system, too. Mm-hmm. You would start to look, like, extremely sickly and gross in the old Knights of the Old Republic games if you were dark side. Yeah, and the uh, the MMO had the, a similar system to Pinto, where uh, if you're dark side, you'll start to look more sickly and dark and all that. And I think you can you can use some appearance sliders, or you can purchase cosmetic options to um, not have that be your appearance if that's not how you want to look. But a lot of people want to look that way. So remember, kids, evil makes you look gross, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't necessarily true. But it's a feature in games that I really like, and I feel like you don't see it enough, especially because there are a lot of games that let you make choices based on, like, you know, the good and evil spectrum. Yeah, morality-based gameplay was, like, pretty hot for a minute there, Mm -hmm. and then it seems like... I mean, it still exists for certain, but it's not the focal point like it seemed to be a lot. I know... We talk about Quantic Dream games all the time, but Mm -hmm. they're heavily morality-based. They are. But it's... It's not like it affects your character's appearance no. at all. Yeah, Quantic Dream games, I mean, are most more based around trying to, like, shape the reality and mm-hmm. the story and, and all that based on your moral choices, which is cool. And I, I think you got a decent amount of that out of, like, the Knights of the Old Republic morality system and in Mass Effect, too, I would say. And by that, I mean Mass Effect also, not just Mass Effect number two. <laughs> um, I just think that with those sorts of games, I think it's gotten better over time. But a lot of times it was like there was there were no shades of gray. It was either like, yeah. will you give them money or will you kick their dog? And it's like, oh, can't, no. can't I like just walk by? Why can't I, I give to... their dog money and kick yeah. the man? It was uh, it was just always like so extreme where it was. Can you give me like some more options here? Yeah. 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 And um I don't know. I, I would like to see more games that still have the morality basis, but like you said, with with it more options, realistic. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. The, the Quantic Dream games do a good job with it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to the new Fable. Still, Megan. Me too. I, I'm uh, patiently awaiting more news. I think it'll be a while. Still a little uh, sketched out because it's the team that does Forza. Uh, which oh, yeah. seems weird. <laughs> a bridge too far. Hey, as we've discussed, as we, as you said earlier, uh, Supermassive made Little Big Planet, You're and right. then they made, then they made Until Dawn. Naughty Dog made Crash Bandicoot, and then they made The Last of Us. It's very so, true. You know, great assault. Oh, shoot, I had a really good example of like um, moral choices that just popped up into my head and then slipped right back out of my <laughs> grasp. Dang it. Uh, well, I was going to bring up another mechanic, so I hope you remember it soon. Okay, that's you go for it. I'll bring it up if I need to. It'll be in All the right. last minutes. Yeah. Oh, God, I remember. <laughs> so uh, I another thing I always enjoyed, and it's, you know, it, it probably crops up in other, like, genres of game, but I'm an RPG boy, and one of my favorite things that I always enjoyed was cooking as a mechanic Ooh. that would raise your statistics or lower your statistics even. The biggest example I can think of that I bet a lot of people haven't played, uh, we all know that Legend of Lagaya was a great game for the PlayStation 1. Great RPG. Most people don't know that there was a sequel on the PlayStation 2 called Lagaya 2 that I really loved. I never played it, but I knew it existed. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty expensive now if you want to find it, just as an FYI. It's rare because it wasn't successful. There was a cooking mechanic in that game, and all your party members would learn different recipes and 
they would greatly affect your stats in battle. There was a recipe for a cake that was made out of like lard and things like that. And it would raise your um, HP and MP massively, but drastically decrease all your other stats. So it was like, why would you make this? Because like the spice, <laughs> if you made spicy food, it would raise your HP and your attack, but your defense and your magic would drop. It was very situational, but I always thought it was really cool. I know Final Fantasy fifteen, mm-hmm. you could cook and it would affect your stats. Yeah. Um, there are probably other games. Yeah, a lot of MMOs have a lot of uh, kind of cooking gives you the best buffs. There was actually, um, I, I want to say this was in Star Wars Galaxies, there was a culinarian profession uh, just as its own class where you would make food that had different buffs. Uh, I might be misremembering that. That might have been a different game, but um, you know that that factored in there a lot, and that I think still factors in a lot of the games like World of Warcraft and and stuff like that. Um, Sardu Valley actually has a ton of that uh, system as well. I've been um, using slash abusing that as best I can um, in terms of drinking triple shot espressos and eating super meals and stuff like that <laughs> to move at lightning pace. Uh, to get myself back to Ginger Island as quick as I can. And uh, I, I, like you, Pinto, I always think that's kind of neat, um, being able to kind of learn new recipes um, and create new foods like that that offer better and better uh, options. Breath of uh, the Wild kind of introduced like a cooking system as far as, you know, depending on how good the meal was, it would increase the number of hearts you would restore. Or um, I haven't played it in so long, but like you can make hot spicy meals to kind of warm you up in colder areas right oh you had to yeah if you weren't uh if you didn't have enough like warm-up buffs for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word you would start to get shivery and start to lose hearts just over time um and i think i think they're like you could make cold food too for like the warm areas you kind of do like the opposite Mm, cold cucumber soup (laughs) gazpacho borscht I, and I think, I, I kind of feel like it was a missed opportunity. Like, you know, we've been playing games recently, like The Forest and Raft, where yeah. they're survival games, so you have to eat to survive, obviously. Raft gives you helpful tips, like, cooked food is more nutritious than raw food, which a lot of people today will tell you differently, coincidentally. Um, but I just, I kind of wish that, you know, we found recipes in Raft. All they do is fill you up more. They don't really affect anything yeah. else. I kind of wish it was like... You know, this gives you more stamina, or this, you know, give, makes you stronger, or something like that. Also, I argue eating a raw potato is a very bad time in real life. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I also find it funny that, you know, in the forest, you can just gorge yourself on blueberries yeah. and or manage to be meat. full for a day. Yeah, or human meat. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you'd be more full for the day on human meat than on blueberries. But, Judgy you know. but that that's how we can combine two of the mechanics we were talking about, because <laughs> eating the human meat will lower your sanity. <laughs> Which is why we stopped eating the human meat, Megan. Hey, it was someone there. kept hanging up legs on racks. <laughs> it wasn't well, going to waste. It, it always just like if you had a leg on you and you <clears> went <throat> to put it on, like you went to put like your rabbit on the drying rack. It's like, oh, you want to put the leg next to it, so you just accidentally clicked, and then you were just like, I'll just leave it. Listen, somebody else will take care of it later. I put them to better use with my effigies. This is That's true. true. You did. 
Yeah. I would say one mechanic that I think we can all probably appreciate is time travel from a Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, uh, Life is Strange perspective. Um, I think there haven't been a ton of time travel games where the use of time travel has actively had an influence Mm. on the present state of the game. So like you've gone back in time, done something, and then things are different when you come back to the future. Um, I think those are super cool. I don't know. I think I've just been obsessed with time travel my whole life. So whenever (laughs) I even like see a game like that, I get really excited. Um, But seeing that in life is strange is really what i think got me hooked on that game having practiced that a couple times in the demo uh and you know when i was a kid playing chrono cross which i played before chrono trigger uh seeing those impacts uh, was super cool and then chrono trigger i think is honestly even better at, at doing that yeah we've said that i mean chrono trigger it, it, to me that's almost more story i don't think that chrono trigger chrono cross started time travel i think it just did it very very well oh sure and um i don't know, i just can't me. think of any other games that do that like in the super yeah, nintendo era you know because i think they're like a lot of that persistent state that kind of happened with chrono trigger that was kind of what made it so like innovative around that time because yeah. you know changing changing the past elements, really did change you know? the present mm-hmm. and future in that game yeah yeah yeah, instead of just sending you back in time to do something, it actually, you know, led to different impacts, how characters responded to you, whether they were there or not, stuff like that. That, exactly. that was crazy. I wouldn't call it a primitive game, because it, 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 it's not a primitive game, you know, it was a Super Nintendo game, so when it came out, but even now, mm-hmm. the way they pull things off, oh, if you go back to 600 AD and leave Robo back there... And then go back to 1000 AD. He's replanted a forest over 400 years. And it's like, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> what a difference. It's so cool. It's such a, such a cool idea. So like, you're bringing someone from 2300 AD to 800 or 600 AD. Then you pick them back up in like 1000 AD or whatever. Yeah. It's just a really cool idea. I agree with that. Yeah, and um, along with that, there were a couple other games that didn't really do time travel so much as as other ideas but like there was a, a super nintendo game called terranigma that dealt with um kind of world building so i, I my memory is vague a little bit around this game uh, i played it back in 2012 um, but the idea was basically that you had to collect kind of shards of a, a world and rebuild them kind of in your own image of like reassembling um a planet and the other game i thought of that's a little bit more modern that kind of takes on that same idea was dark cloud i don't remember if, oh, do you guys yeah, remember yeah. that game i remember it mm-hmm. i i remember oh. not enjoying it though but i got i haven't played it in so long it was a blockbuster rental so my you know i'm probably i don't know <laughs> yeah no admittedly like i never owned that game i never played too much of that game but just the idea of um completing you know levels or puzzles or or you know what have you and collecting shards to recreate a world not even just like a base but a world um was a really neat idea that i i think has kind of gone um unrepeated for a while which is kind of surprising i mean we live in like the repeat world of repeats mm -hmm. right now but i would just like to say that um it's not a new game, but a game that did it before Dark Cloud that is getting a nice HD remaster is Legend of Mana. 
which will be coming out mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Switch, which I am super stoked for because, <laughs> number one, I own a Switch, but two, Legend of Mana was an amazing game. Such beautiful music, just like a great, vibrant world, and there was a lot of stuff that you could miss in that game because of the way you would lay out the world, where if you didn't do it correctly, you would miss out on quests and things like that. I, of course, had the strategy guide because nerd, but <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing that again, because I don't think I have a disc copy anymore. If you do, you probably want to find it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I do, though. But hey, HD remaster. It'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be awesome. No, I'm, I'm excited to play that, too. I, I haven't played a, a mana game in quite some time. but I hope it's beautiful. not like the Secret of Mana remake. Ugh. Did that not go well? Megan? I I just... It, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't compare to the the original game. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the original. I still have it, but... I, I just did not like the remake. So that was a pretty recent remake, right? Yeah, like, within the, the past just came couple of years, I think. Yeah. Um, I forget exactly when it came <laughs> out, but because I know Mana Collection just came out recently mm-hmm. on a uh, PS4 and other platforms. Yeah. So I have not played that either, but I have heard good things about it. Um, can I can I talk an, about another mechanic that I appreciate? No. Yeah. Of yeah. course. <laughs> You've been overruled, Tom. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is really the first time that I've ever encountered it. Um, as much as I hate the Souls games sometimes, and they make me want to put my uh, head through a wall, um, one fun feature is uh, the like little tips that people can leave throughout the world. Like, oh, the, the notes. Little messages. Yeah, I think the yeah. notes it's a super cool feature because someone can totally be trolling you or they can be, you know, significantly helping you in the game um, to avoid traps or enemies. And I just, it's, I think it's super cool. It's like the Reddit of, uh, of video games. <laughs> yeah. How many upvotes does this have? Should I trust it? <laughs> you know, what game uses that to a pretty funny effect is actually a uh, Mario maker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, because people leave comments all over that, and sometimes they're even just drawings. <laughs> you know, my experience with that is primarily watching, like, the Game Grumps plays of those, where they'll draw a lot of the Game Grumps in the game. <laughs> um, so it's it's just really funny when it's done in that way. But, uh, you know, Mario is obviously a lot less high stakes than Dark Souls. Yeah. I just, I don't know, depending on what the game is, I think it would be cool to see it, see it more. Um, you know, because Journey... Like you said, Pinto, you can come across other people, but you can't really communicate with them other than, like, the little ping feature. Right. Um, you know, but something like a nice little note or whatever, I think is, is nice, even if they're making me walk to my doom. <laughs> or even if it's not so nice. Uh, yeah. Wasn't there an expectation that Death Stranding was going to have some sort of system like that? So, <laughs> Death... <laughs> no, Death Stranding has, uh, like, there are, like, signs and stuff that you can place throughout the world. Like, if you come across collectibles or, um, like, you can leave gear for people in places. They're not messages, but more just, like, pre-made signs that you can put. Like, this path is a better path to take, or, um, so you can use it in that way. I shouldn't have expected Norman Reedus to want to talk to anyone. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't like to be touched. He forgot his mom was the president. 
<laughs> These are the things Tom knows about Death Stranding. He really likes to eat slugs. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I have one mechanic uh, among a couple others. Oh, by the way, before I get to this one, I remembered what I was going to talk about earlier. Uh, nice. The morality-based decisions, uh, Fallout and Skyrim oh. uh, kind of fall into those categories, yeah. but Fallout more so, I would say, than Skyrim. And yeah. Outer Worlds with that. Yeah. And I jump into Outer Worlds because that's where the next mechanic is that I wanted to talk about, which is the Shrink Ray. <laughs> more shrink ray <laughs> i never i never got to that point really yeah no it, i i oh, I megan set it aside like i do every single you you haven't play. played the game you haven't played the game <laughs> you need to play the game there there was the uh the the underpants gnome dust that you could snort in oh, south park the stick oh, of no. truth that would make you small <laughs> i forgot about um, that Weren't there um, elements of like Super Mario RPG where you could like get like shrunk or something like that? I don't know if it was a Mario RPG, but I feel like in the Paper Mario games, there's something similar where you could make yourself flat and slide in between bars and things like that or roll into tight spots. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and and, uh, I know in a 3D world, um, you could go from 2D to 3D, and you had a bunch of different puzzles that kind of revolved around that, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, you could do that in um, A Link Between Worlds as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where that sort of like go around walls thing as a yeah, 2D like boy. Yeah, like flatten yourself into the wall and go into cracks. So that was pretty cool, but um, Shrink, shrink Ray. Uh, there, there's so many cool, like... They're called science weapons in the Outer Worlds. A lot of them are just kind of strange. Um, but the Shrink Ray actively, like, as long as you keep it on a target, they get very small and they'll start to take damage over time. But they'll do less damage to you while they're getting shrunk. Uh, and just the very idea of having something like a Shrink Ray that can actively impact your enemies in that way is amazing. Like, no one does a Honey Guy Shrunk the Kids thing anymore. <laughs> Come on. Uh, actually, I think there was a is a game was a game that may or may not have already come out that's based around uh, shrinking kids and exploring yep. like the front yard. Grounded. Megan, do you know what that game name? Grounded. Grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's I think still in like early development. It's in early access right now, but you're like exploring your back uh, backyard or a backyard. I don't really know the mysteries of it. It's really highly rated. Actually, yeah. people really like it, even though it's early access. Mm-hmm. It's like when. You know, Daisy came yeah. out in early access. People are really into it. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I played a bit of it uh, at the beginning of quarantine. So, like, almost a year ago. So, a friends. year ago. Um, but, like, some of the creatures are terrifying. Like, you have normal size mm-hmm. spiders, but they're, like, massive um, to you. Or, like, um, you can get a water supply from a juice box. Or Can um, you get a Big Debbie, though? <laughs> something equivalent to it <laughs> all right <laughs> so we are rapidly running out of time but since i'm the the topic boy there's one more thing i wanted to bring up i know how some of us well most of us on this podcast <clears throat> are kind of over the whole zombie thing but there is a series of games that I still really enjoy how they did things, and that's the Dead Rising games, where 
there were just massive hordes of zombies, but they weren't super duper dangerous. They they were slow and they were dumb and they were easy to kill. <laughs> and I just thought it was cool because most of the games that you would play with zombies were like, oh well, they've got to be fast and yeah. they've got you know they've got to be aggressive. Dead Rising just made it so you could mow through zombies, and it was so mm-hmm. satisfying. But and but there were points where you had to get somewhere fast. So they were more of an obstacle than a danger at yeah. that point. And mm-hmm. I just I just yeah. thought it was a cool way to do it. No, I I love the aesthetic of the Dead Rising games. I think they're due for a major mechanical overhaul just because they're kind of clunky yeah. if you've yeah, tried to play them in recent that. years. But yeah, if you took the clunk out of those games, oh, I, I would love to play those games again. Um, they're, and they're just like... They have no problem with being strange. Yeah, yeah right? like or, silly. It's yeah. like if you get like a flashlight and combine them with diamonds, you can make a lightsaber. That's not how it works, but I love it. Or the <laughs> the Mega Man arm. Yeah, the Mega Man yeah. arm. You could wear a servbot head. Yeah. Uh, I don't. You know, I know that we talk about the game grubs quite a bit, but uh, you should go look up highlights of the Wap Goblin, where Aaron was wearing a goblin mask <laughs> and running around hitting zombies with a katana, just going whap. Every time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and, yeah, and you can just chug gallon after gallon of orange juice. <laughs> yeah, and it gives you health. health. <laughs> Get the coffee creamer. <laughs> Eat the melon. <laughs> I, I really love games that use food as healing items. Yeah. Because uh, we've all seen the memes about, like, Skyrim Wars. Like, hold on. I have to consume <laughs> ten wheels of cheese. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's it's fantastic and and i i love honestly just in general i love games that play with camp like yeah, yeah camping oh, i love camping in games i don't like camping in real life that much well i meant campiness but i also enjoy the camping aspect <laughs> oh, campiness. Yes. <laughs> sorry i misheard you that's okay no you heard me exactly right <laughs> uh <laughs> Listen, I'm a person who loved drag queens, so any bit of camp I can find anywhere, I- I'm I'm all about that. I did I did want to mention the honeybee inn, Aww. just real briefly. Seventy five percent of us here knew about the honeybee inn and like what it entailed in the first game. It was so different in the remake, but so just like more, please. This I'm, is amazing. I was not ready. <laughs> I wasn't either. I, I knew, I was like, what are they going to do with the Honeybee Inn? Because in the original, there was some weird implications of things that happened in there. But yeah, in yeah. the remake, it was just like this, oh, it was so amazing. It's, uh, you know, there were a lot of questions because Final Fantasy VII had a lot of camp to it. Yeah. Yes. Totally had a lot of camp to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the modern world of gaming is not camp friendly when you're creating Sup- a yeah, super realistic mm-hmm. mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, rightfully so, everyone kind of looked at the remake and went, you know, you have a scene where he dresses up in ladies clothes to infiltrate like a sex perverts, like <laughs> mafia den, right? And and they nailed it. Like they yeah, just they kept did. it and they ran with it. It was great. So yeah, it was um, a, it more was of a that. Pleasant surprise. <laughs> but yes, now we are truly out of time for this episode. So thank you, my friends, for exploring these mechanics with me that we all hope to see more of in the future. Um, to our listeners, please consider 
Like, comment, subscribe, all those good things on your uh, podcatcher of choice, wherever you found us. You can check us out on Facebook at JoyPadPod. Also on Twitter and Instagram at JoyPadPod. And on YouTube at JoyPad, where there are videos of us um, while doing this. And also playing video games, which we uh, plan to get back to. Uh, There's a lot of... A lot of different stuff going on there that we have plans for. And once the world doesn't suck and we all have more energy, we'll get back to it. Hopefully. But uh, I think that's about it. Did I miss anything, guys? I think you missed nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Well, uh, Tom, I'm going to ask you to wrap it up so I can go urinate. Well, (laughs) because I'm holding you up from urinating... I'm going to draw this out. Cool. As long as I can. Just I kidding. Just, I mean, in the spirit probably, of keeping. My pee's probably going to be real acidic from all this pineapple juice, so it's God. fine. I, I apologize to all of our listeners right now. And in a part of that apology, I, I humbly ask you to stay joyful with us. Please stay joyful, my friends. Thank you very much. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.